you for uh, joining us for the panel. Um, our Shark Tank, we're going to present a couple of great multifamily transactions, have a uh, discussion, have a discussion with the audience, have the audience weigh in um, through a poll, and um, hopefully um, get a lot of good information about what's going, out, going on out there on the deal side, and uh, at the same time, um, have a little fun at it. Good morning, everyone. My name is Rob Kurtzley. I'm the founder of Lone Star Capital. We're a New York-based uh, private equity company focused exclusively on Texas workforce housing. We own about a uh, $100 million portfolio in Texas, and we have our own vertically integrated property management company based in Houston. Um, Rob, why don't you start us off with Park and Champion Forest, value that opportunity in Houston. Awesome. So this is a 232-unit multi-deal in, in Houston, Texas. It's built in 2000, so it's situated very well as a, a B, B-plus asset in a solid B workforce uh, workforce housing neighborhood. The median household income in a one-mile radius is 55,000, and the uh, median home value in a one-mile radius is almost 200K. So, you know, it's, it's right in that sweet spot for us where we don't want to be in markets that are too hot, where there's a lot of development and a lot of competition. We also don't want to be in troubled workforce locations where there's crime and, and no population growth. So this market is experiencing strong population growth with a projected uh, about 5% population growth over the next five years. And more excitingly, the, uh, the one mile radius has experienced 11% record in the last 12 months. And that's a common trend across the country where there's positive demographics that have been accelerated by the opening up of the economy and inflation. Um, and we see this to persist over the next 24 months, though we're not fully factoring that into our model uh, as far as future rent growth. The business plan here is we're purchasing the property at just under a 4.1 cap, which is a very attractive going in basis for a 2000 vintage B-class deal. And the price per unit is about 131 a unit, well under replacement cost, and you know, situated pretty competitively with the sales comps. The value of business plan includes interior renovations where the current ownership, which bought the property in 2014, has done some uh, modest upgrades to about 90 of the units and has proven out a modest rent bump, but we think that the market is demanding more, and we want to take what they've done, built on it, across the site, and take it to the next level with granite finishes, tech package, uh, modernizing the paint, the ceiling fans, you know, just doing things where we think we can get the most bang for our buck. On the exterior, it's a pretty clean asset. It's a really green uh, site, a lot, of, a lot of open space, attractive, you know, big pool. Uh, so, so really the exterior is in good shape. The roofs were replaced, all of them except three in the last three years. And we were planning on just strategically spending dollars on the exterior to uh, amenitize the property. So we're gonna uh, potentially add a package locker or add more pop to the, the clubhouse space, just find ways that we can really give more value to the residents. Uh, but there, as far as deferred maintenance, there really isn't any. So we can just focus on, on value drivers. With all that being said, the plan is to implement that business plan over the next 24 months and stabilize that untrended deal loan cost of about 5.22%, and then we're projecting to exit in three years at a four and three quarters cap rate. Sounds good, sounds good. So um, let's get some questions in here. Um, why don't we start with uh, Dan, Daniel, how about you? 
So you mentioned that there's been um, 11% rent growth in the market uh, over the past 12 months. What's your forward rent growth assumption? So baked into our model is a 3% annual rent escalator, and then we're pushing, so that's, that's just annual growth, uh, organic growth, and then from our value plan, we're pushing headline rents approximately 15%, or about 140 bucks or so. And what is the RDA Coastar say that rent growth is going to be over the same period? Yeah, Coastar saying over the next 24 months, uh, they're anticipating 10% rent growth. Yeah, so you're well below whatever the third party is. <laughs> Um, but median income in the property is 55,000 or median income in the one or three mile radius? One mile radius. Three mile radius, I think, is slightly higher. So and the sixth income of the residents that are here today. So we haven't performed a uh, full lease audit. We only had a chance to do a, a, a spot check, but I, I guess it's a little bit below that average. So this property is maybe just slightly below the, the average of the, 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 one, the one mile radius. And how much are you planning to invest in the units? How much more rent do you think you're going to get? Yeah, so one thing I forgot to mention as far as part of the business plan is to add washers and dryers across all the units. There's a, uh, in the kitchen pantry, there's plenty of space to add, uh, you know, the washer dryer unit and the connections are already there. So, so we're planning on doing that. And then of course the value add rent base that I mentioned previously for a total of about 7,000 per unit. And that's going to yield us uh, taking rents from about 1050 <coughs> to about 1200 So why, why is the seller selling if you can just continue their plan um, and make a 20, 21%, 27% return? What's genuine? Obviously, it sounds like a great product to you. What, what's, what makes them want to trade that? So they bought the property in 2014. Uh, I'm sure they. We don't know the basis, but I'm sure they were able to buy it for substantially less than what they're selling now. And they've, over the past seven years now, been able to implement their business plan successfully. And so we're being told that it's now an appropriate time to exit. You can't obviously fault anyone for selling right now. Right, we just want to go on trip. Um, so of the units that are unrenovated, how many of those do you think you're going to renovate? What percentage? What does that do to occupancy along the way? Yeah, good question. So, in the model, we're projected to renovate all of them. So that's inclusive of the 90 partials and then the rest uh, classics. And we want to bring them all up to that premium finish. Now, that's baked into the model because we believe that's the conservative thing to do. And we're also budgeting to do that in, in case we have the opportunity to do so. However, there's always the opportunity to take our concept, prove it out, and then either you know, sell that as a value add to the next guy uh, after proving out our business plan. So we can do that more quickly, or we can go through our entire value add, which we're assuming takes 24 months. And because we're projecting a conservative 24-month period of renovations, we're going to maintain 95% occupancy. So how do you how do you just physically do that? How do you get tenants that are in place? How do you run out and renovate the unit while they're in occupancy? No. So we renovate units on terms, and obviously in ordinary course, the goal is to maintain as uh, low turnover as possible. But in a situation like this where there's really a lot of value, especially what's happening organically, the property is experiencing 5% pops on renewals and 15% trade outs on new leases. So there's a lot of incentive to not renew, right? Because you have the opportunity to really mark to market uh, as far as what's happening in the market, as well as add value to the units and then push the rents further. So uh, I think you, know, you can't go wrong either way by maintaining low turnover and getting nice pops on renewal or to really force turnover 
get the vacancy, and then make uh, that, that heavy turn to then lease at a higher rate. So with the light turns that we're done, what, what was that investment and how much did they increase from? I believe they invested somewhere around maybe $3,500 and they're getting about $60 increase. So they were doing half of your renovation plan. Less than half, they're $140 versus $60, right? Yeah, but you're about including, half dollars. You're including washer dryers as well, right? Yes. Right. And so how can you be sure that your renovation plan is going to work and that people there can actually afford it and you won't end up in a situation where you renovate 15 units and you don't get the rent because there isn't the economic um, prosperity in the area that they would have been Well, we believe by the numbers as far as median household income and projected rents that we're going to still maintain that 30% affordability threshold. So that's that, you know, that's one component. But another component is the fact that we can point to rent comps in the market at, that have what the property currently doesn't have, and then you know, uh, a simple function of needing to fill that gap with our renovations, and then matching the you know chunk rent and price performance. Okay. I was just going to say, I know because it's in Texas, it's silly to ask about affordable, but but I do see something called. L-I-H-T-C home concession. So it seems like there is some sort of something going on, some program going on. What is that? Yeah, so something how does that work? Right. Something I didn't mention at the beginning is it's a small component of the deal, but the property currently has 44 units allocated to a uh, a home program, which is a a low-income housing tax credit situation uh, which burned off in May of 2023. So it's currently resulting in a roughly a four percent concession or hit to uh, top line revenue and there's it, it really isn't a light tech or project-based uh, affordable function it's more this home concession is really more of like a, a voucher situation where tenants are able to uh, you know get their rent partially subsidized by the government uh, but as I said that that expires in May of 2023 so that's a nice it further mark missed market and a nice bonus that is a baked into the deal, right? You're buying a slightly lower capital today, but at that upside. So it's it's four percent of top line, but it's twenty percent units. So no, it's it's forty four units out of two thirty two. Okay, so just a little under maybe under twenty percent, seventeen percent, right? Uh, but um, just when you said four percent of gross, does that mean that when that goes, I mean, if you multiply it times five, you mean, uh, how how much would we're borrowing? <laughs> I don't know how much below market the units are. I just know that when we are able to bring those to market, it'll be a, you know, concessions will go from 4% to 0%. Because outside of that concession, there are no principles for the whole project. Yeah, project level, that's right. So do you do those units in a lot more work than the others? Have they been fixed up recently or are they run down? We don't have any. We haven't had any diligence on Can you re enter that program because the tax credit? So that's the thing that's interesting. We, we have been advised by our property tax consultant that there isn't a property tax implication associated with the home concession. So I think, again, it's less of a tax credit situation and more of a the owner opted for this program for either to preserve affordable housing or to get more certainty of rent payment, right? Because they've got the partner of the government. So <clears throat> um, when you collect rent from the government, it's a process. Um, how well ready, how ready are you internally to participate in that process? Especially when you're doing it for a small number of units, it's quite costly, could be quite costly. Yeah, it's very true. And as we're in due diligence right now, we have to actually go through a process of getting approved 
by the by the city as you know capable of taking on this uh, program. Um, so yeah, it is more involved. Fortunately, our VP, uh, fortunately our VP in Houston is uh, you know has a lot of experience with various affordable programs and, and project-based uh, affordable housing, and so so we have a lot of confidence in that situation. But furthermore, uh, you may also know that Texas has really been a shining light as far as uh, rent relief payments, and we've been getting uh, on our other properties in Texas have been getting paid out very well from Texas rent relief. And we're having some of our highest collection ones on record uh, as a, <laughs> because of that. Let, let's come back a second. You're buying this at what um, cap rate on a trailer 12 basis from placement? 4.1%. 4.1. And what is your plan to sell when you do sell? What are you selling at? Four and three quarters. That 4.1 is T12 revenue over T12 expenses? It's adjusted, no, it's a good question. So it's, T, it's about T3 revenue, adjusted expenses for property taxes, our insurance, you know, everything's going up in Texas. So a little higher insurance, higher property taxes, and then our, our payroll and expense assumptions. Uh, so you adjust the purchase price cap, and what about the 4.75 that you make to that? That's based, do you get tax adjusted on that or no? That's untax adjusted, and it's based on our trailing 12 month of, of the year sale. You talked about other projects that you've done. Tell us a little bit about your, your track record in this market. Uh, and also, who's doing the construction? Is that vertically integrated or do you outsource that? So, we own two properties nearby in the Northwest Houston quadrant uh, that we've successfully implemented value business plans on of different natures. One was more of a, of a lease up, but we bought a property at 80% occupied. We didn't really spend any capex, leased it up, uh, and stabilized and refinanced. To agency debt, and another project was um, maybe three miles from here in a much worse location, classy workforce housing, different demographics, and we were able to take that, reposition that asset by increasing rents 20%, raising occupancy from 70 to 90%, and also refinancing out of the bridge loan. Um, outside of those two projects, we own a few other assets in Houston, and our operations are based in Houston, so you know we are very well positioned to take advantage of this opportunity here. And as far as construction, uh, we partner most of our construction work with a local family-owned GC in Houston. Um, so you're holding for 36 months according to your plan. Can you give the audience a sense of what percentage of your stabilized NOI increase relative to in place when you're buying in is lost to lease versus the 15% pop and rent uh, versus the 3% market rent growth you're doing? Yeah, so all in on an untrended basis, our business plan is, calls for pushing revenue about 16%, right? That includes burning off the home extension, raising the headline rents through the value add, um, and, and maintaining occupancy where it's at, which is over 95%. Uh, so it's a 16% push untrended, and then you obviously layer in the 3% per year escalator, and you're looking at a total NOI increase of somewhere around, you know, low 20s. So the loss of these components are relatively small here. That's right. Expenses go up 3% a year or two. But we did actually this morning sensitize for that and it, it, it impacts the IR about 30, 40 bits. Okay, so you're looking to raise 90, 90% of the equity, is that? That's correct. Okay. And <clears throat> that is, I can't call it 7.7. Uh, the total, the total equity is thirty-seven million. No, 
million, right? Yeah. So you're, you'd be 860,000 uh, 860, and uh, you know, $8 million from uh, an investor. All right, folks, so here's the cool thing. We want you all to vote on this Texas property. All you have to do is dial, uh, send a text message to 318-515-7204, and in the message body, either put in one for a vote of yes and two for a vote of no. David, you forgot to ask your favorite question. What's the proposed question? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point, Michael. Thank you for that. While the audience is thinking about it, why don't we talk about what your ask is on the phone? Okay. Sure. So, you know, obviously, uh, similar to our other uh, panelists here, we operate under the dual mandate of raising capital through syndication as well as through uh, institutional JVs. So we have experience, you know, working with different structures. So if we were to do a syndication, it would be our standard syndication structure of a 2% acquisition fee, 2% asset management fee, 8% prep, 30% promote over the 8, and a 50-50 over 15. But because we're all such good friends here on this panel, I'm willing to offer you guys a 1.5% acquisition fee, 1.5% asset management fee, a 9% preferred return, a 20% promote over the 9, and then a 60-40 over a 15. 60, 40 going in which direction? 40 for the sponsor. Okay, so uh, you guys know the deal. Um, have folks had a chance to send a text message before the panel starts voting? Any questions on how to vote? Okay, any questions about the deal? Um, all right, why don't we start off with uh, Dan and you. What do you think? Want to do this? Uh, I'm not going to pay the asset management fee, but otherwise, the thing I like most about the deal is you're going in at a 4-1. Um, I could probably bat down this 26% renovation premium to something closer to 20% and still do okay. And tax adjusted on your exit cap, probably closer to a four and a half if you're underwriting a non-tax adjusted four and three quarter. It still gives me about 40 basis points as cap rate increase over the whole period. So yeah, I think that sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I'm with Dan, you're gonna walk into our office building, it's gonna be shiny, we're not gonna pay those, those rates, you know, when you get to the syndicate. Um, but you know, the more visible promote structure, I think this is um, a deal that's, uh, that's really interesting. Um, I don't think you're gonna be able to renovate all the units as quickly as you as you think you are, um, so you're not going to get that pop necessarily for the renovation, but I do believe this, this market will have very strong land growth, I think your acquisition price is, um, is reasonable, I think your exit cap rate is also reasonable, um, and I like both those pieces, so um, I think the project from the pictures we saw looks attractive, it doesn't look like you're going to have any big, you know, any of those big surprises on CapEx, um, um, exteriors, rooms, you said, when they were renovated or replaced recently, so um, I vote yes. Um, so, <clears throat> a couple of thoughts. First of all, I've, in, in a decade, never paid more than 75 basis points of purchase price on an acquisition fee. So I think one and a half is really rich. In terms of your asset management fee, I don't mind, but I couple that together with property management. And so long as the two don't go over four, five, maybe four and a quarter at the most. So there's probably some give and take there. Your rethinking of the promote structure is also a minimum. 
<laughs> so with, with a couple of with a couple of changes, um, I, I do want to caveat that we don't invest in Houston because we think you have to be local in Houston. It, it's a very fast moving market. Things change very quickly on you, and if you're not local, you can get caught with uh, the bag in your hands. <clears throat> anyway, um, I'm going to ask the guys back there to toggle to our poll and see what the audience said. There we go. Sounding success. Yeah. A whole 17 people. Well, like, there's only 20 people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Anyway, you get your money. You can um, lock the door and you can have the cash on your way out. <laughs> you guys can talk back to the presentation, please. Dave, I, I agree with you. I have a couple of phrases. What is the Texas make money in Texas? <laughs> so, I like the fact that your operations are based there. And then the other is uh, the Texas, the snow they're talking to me, the more I'm getting it. <laughs> uh, like we're just uh, we're just beginning to invest in Dallas and Austin. Um, I think we're far away from getting comfortable with Houston, but again, I think there's a lot of really smart people there that are making a lot of great money. And hopefully, you're one of them. 